What's up, Enterprisers? Welcome to another episode of the Enterprise Now podcast, where we shape the mindset of the high achiever to think like an entrepreneur. We talk with masters of the craft to get the cheat codes to success, helping elite enterprisers level up and maximize their brand. I'm your host, LZ, the mayor. Now let's get to it. All right, Enterprisers, listen. When I tell you, and, and again, I know I say it every single week, but <laughs> I say it every week because it's true. Every single week, I am super blessed to be able to talk to some of the smartest, brightest, caring, most giving guests, business owners, entrepreneurs on the face of this planet. And we had a chance to do this for maybe seven, more than seven years now. So my next guest, Ramon Ray. I saw him on social media. It feels like it was about three-ish years ago. Saw him on social media, ran into him in person at, a, at an event, and he was the same guy. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, you meet a person and you're like, oh, you should run for an Oscar because you're not the same <laughs> person as I see. But he's the same guy. Energetic, smart has done a lot of things in the entrepreneurial space. I'll let him share a little bit of those in a little bit. But Ramon, before we get into all of the good stuff, can I get an oh yeah? Oh yeah! Absolutely, oh yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, oh yeah. Okay, so I, I say this to all the time too. Like, I'm going to do a highlight reel of all the oh yeahs that we've gotten over the years. That might make the cut. That was pretty good. <laughs> it's almost like you did your homework and you knew what to expect. <laughs> no, sir. I mean, I know your brand, but no, nah, this is just me. <laughs> no Oscars needed. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So let's spend a little bit of time telling people how awesome you are. I I'll let you do it because I know that you're going to do it a lot better than I can. Sure. Um, but don't give them everything. Just give them a little taste of who Ramon Ray is. Sure. Today, I serve small business owners and help them build their personal brands through the Celebrity CEO. We have a Celebrity CEO personal branding framework we help small businesses with. I'm also the publisher of ZoneofGenius.com, which is a online publication helping small business owners live their best life and grow their businesses. And third, a motivational keynote speaker. So a speaker, a lot in the content world, and a personal branding specialist, who I was before today, fired from the UN, graduated from the FBI Citizens Academy, married for almost 30 years, two adult children. And uh, let's see, I'll say one or two more things. Testified to the United States Congress, which is pretty cool, and got to interview President Barack Obama and took a selfie with Ivanka Trump. I go politics both ways. Okay. I don't even know where to start on that. Let's start here. You host podcasts as well, right? Because um, <laughs> this show is weird and it's hard for me, Ramon, and you'll understand my pain. I'm a podcast dude, right? Right. I want to do podcasts, like as many as I possibly can. But my team and my coach is like, no, Elsie, you should focus on one podcast. Mm. <laughs> Get really good at that. So I, I say that because I really want to do a show called The Podcast Entrepreneur. And the reason I want to do that because that is in essence who I am. Like mm. podcasting has allowed me to be an entrepreneur not the other way around. What have you found in this world of podcasting? Because I know I was on your show and you host some other high profile shows. What is it about podcasting and th that you found that has that magic to it? Yeah. 
Podcasting is the ultimate way, in my humble opinion, to build your best tribe. Podcasting is something you can't do halfway. People are going to either want to listen to it, download each episode, like getting an episode of SWAT or Take Your Best Channel, whatever it is. They're going to even want to watch it or they're not. So that's why I find that podcasting is that ultimate tool of, of connectivity. It's that ultimate, and it's serial. It's ultimate. Every week it comes out. Every week it comes out. Every month it comes out. So that's why I think podcast is cool. You hear the voice and or you see it. It builds that credibility, builds that intimacy, that intimacy, that voice in the ear, that people, you're with somebody 45 minutes, 30 minutes every week or, or depending on the cadence. So I think that's why podcasting is so powerful. And, and you can do so many things with it from video to podcast, from podcast to blog, from podcast to chop it up and reel thousand different things you can do with the podcast. So what are the shows that you host? So I have the r- rundown with Ramon that I do on Black Enterprise. In the past, I've done Smart Hustle podcast, which you've been a part of. And then I'm on and part of different other podcasts from here to there. So I have a short attention span. So like you've been doing it for seven years. I can't even, I can't even spell seven. It's too, the <laughs> number is too big for me. So, but I do a lot of pod, I've done a lot of podcasting though. Yes. Over the past 20 years. Got it. So let's talk about the uh, marriage uh, for a second. So what I hear you saying is consistency and I'm a man of faith mm-hmm. and co- the foundational to my being is my family. Right. And when I was growing up, two things I knew Ramon, I knew I wanted a family. Cause I, mine was kind of janky and, and I knew I wanted to be a business owner. Talk a little bit about that, right. As because it's not easy building a business, having a family and managing faith in that whole thing. Cause there's aspects of business and entrepreneurship that test your faith. Right. So talk about how all that mixes together and how you've been able to, at least from the outside looking in, you're doing a really good job at it. <laughs> Well, thank you. And <laughs> it's outside looking in though. You don't wouldn't, you wouldn't want me to open a door. You may be scared away. You may stop the podcast right now. Like, Oh, Ramon, stop. No. <laughs> but I think there's one central theme that I can think of reminds me of Joseph, Joseph in the Bible. And I think for me, some of my friends wear their faith, wear their Christianity. I'll be even more precise to Christianity on their sleeve in a good way, not saying a bad way. They've chosen, like I have a friend of mine. I'll call her out. Her name was Tamara Andrus. You may know her. I, and I say it to right to her face. I tease her. She's the only one who can mix Jesus funnels, Holy Spirit, and lead pages in the same breath. Like, she's just insane like that. Like, like I just, you know, from Bible to any book you want to get on business to profit first, that's Tamara. So my point is, she shows up like that. It's not me. I'm definitely a dedicated person of faith. I show up different. So my point, I guess what I'm trying to say is that, however, I'd like to think I'm a half decent or good guy. Like many of our mutual friends may say, people of faith are not. I'm a good guy. I'm not going to hit you. I don't steal whatever. But since I am a person of faith, then I'd like to think that is a central thread that runs through me. That's why I don't cheat. That's why I don't steal. That's why I turn my customers money. That's why if the mayor accidentally left a penny on my desk with conviction, it's not even a thought to keep it. It's like, no, dude, I'm going to mail you the penny and it's going to cost me $27 to mail it to you, but I'm mailing you your penny back. So I hope that's helpful, but that's kind of the faith. It runs through me and I'd like to think that's what shines. And if you didn't know it, you just think Ramon's a nice guy, but you and I and others will hopefully see some light and they'll know, ah, I, that's not just coming from burnt pancakes and bacon like Ramon likes to have every two weeks. That's coming from something different. And you would know what it is, and I would. Yeah, I love that, how you framed being intentional about how you show up. I'm much similar in that I, I recognize that there are aspects of my brand of who I am that I can choose 
how I show up. Mm-hmm. And not to be self-promotional here, but Please. Um, I just wrote a book called The Art of Self-Mastery. And one of the LZ The Art of Self-Mastery. The Art of Self-Mastery. I love it. And the, one of the concepts in there, we call them LZisms, is understanding how you present and how you present is perceived mm-hmm. and being okay with that. And the example in the book that I use is Snoop Dogg. Love Snoop. When I was listening to that type of music, he was the guy, he was, I think at the time I'm dating myself, he was 19. He was kind of mm. just coming out, the whole dog pound and all the stuff. But if you look at him then and you look at him now, he's grown, he's matured, mm. but he's the same dude. He's the same dude when he's working with Martha Stewart. He's the same dude when he's working with the He's the same guy. And so the point of it is just understanding that how you show up is how people are, are going to perceive you and being okay with it either way. It's like, LZ is what you see is what you get. Now, I understand if I walk in a room that has a certain demographic, mm-hmm. they may perceive me this way. I got to be okay with that. But I have to be perceptive and understand what that is. So, That's right. so, so I love the way you're aware of it and know it. It's great. Exactly. I, I totally, I told friends of ours, maybe who may be a bit quote unquote potty mouthed, especially when they know it and they're secure with it. That's good for them. They're like, I know who I am. I know who I repel or attract. Let's roll yeah. with it. Who's next? Yeah. I can live with that. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, how do you manage business and family? And sure. I use that word in, provocatively, intentionally, right? I'm just curious to hear your perspective on, on sure. how you, you manage those two things. Yeah. I'll share with you my journey, and then you can let me know if I've answered the question or not, because everybody's journey is going to be a slight bit different, their temperament, how they are, and, and how they roll, which you'll hear right now. So one, we're homeschoolers. My family has traveled with me quite a bit compared to others meeting around the world, around the country, my daughter, my son, my wife, not every day, but you know, several times a year, they've been on trips with me to hotels and et cetera. Me working from home has helped a lot. And always, I had a time period working in a corporate job at the United Nations until I was fired. But me working from home for quite a bit of my journey has helped with that a lot. So that's how I've managed it. I mean, my wife happens to be a stay-at-home mom. I mean, she's retired now because she homeschooled her kids, if you get what I mean. She's not retired like sitting in a rocking chair retired, but I don't know what word to use. Whatever you use for word for, you know, somebody who's retired from the regular job. I'm digging myself a hole, Elsie. If my wife ever hears this, you're going to have to rescue me. Like you're going to have to, you're going to have to put some B-roll in here or something. But the point is, so meaning she's taking care of our household quite a bit while I've primarily worked a professional income generating job. So the balance I'd say was built in. You know, you work hard, you play hard. And I'll leave one other thing with other people, no matter what stage you're in in business, I educated my family of what I was doing. So from an early age, my kids knew dad's flying away. He's away for four days. They kind of get what it is to be a motivational speaker. When my kids have worked for me, they know what an invoice is like, dad, you're right downstairs. You can give me $5. No, go on Microsoft Word, hit print and bring me an invoice. And then I'll give it to you when they were smaller, maybe in 10 hours or maybe, you know, they're older in two weeks. Really? I'm like, yeah, because when I speak for a company, they don't just say, here's the money, little Johnny. Nope. Got an invoice, got a purchase order, and my money comes 75,000 days later. Yours going to come a little later, too. So, I love that. The, the thing that I love about what you said is recognizing who you are, where you are, and what your purpose is save you so much time. Yes. It saves you so much frustration because when the team knows the direction you're going yes. and they're following a direction and you know where you're going, it makes it so yeah. much easier. Yeah. doesn't make it easy. 
It doesn't make it flat. It's still zigs and zags. But that's really cool to hear that God led you and your family and it works. Yes, yes, it did. God's plan works. Yeah. And today my son is a business owner. He's an entrepreneur living in another country. And my daughter wants nothing to do with it, but she has some hustle in her because she does a side job of doing a tutoring. So meaning she's like, dad, nope, don't want to do what you do. You know, she'll mimic me. Hello, everybody. My name is Ramon. I'm an author. Nope. I want a regular job, sit in a cubicle, talk to people and go home. That's what I want. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But again, it goes back to that knowing who you are, right? My wife is the same way. Like she, she would literally rather... I won't say die, but sure. to be on camera to talk to people is not her thing. She would much rather deal with objects that don't mm-hmm. have life. And at the end of her shift, go home. Like, it, but again, it's, it all comes down That's to right. knowing who you are, knowing your purpose, your passion, your path. I want to talk about connecting people a little bit sure. because that isn't something that's inherent or organic for a lot of people. What is your mindset and how do you go about connecting people? You already are doing it now in your head because I know how you are. You mentioned Tamar. Tamara Andrews. Tamara Andrews. Amazing. You should have her on your podcast. Tamara Andrews, really good person. So I'm assuming, right, that Mm -hmm. you'll make that connection. I will. How how does that work? Because I, I believe that as an entrepreneur and as a human, that skill set alone is a game changer. So how, do, mm-hmm. how does Ramon Ray cultivate that yeah. talent, that gift? I think it's a few things. I think, one, I'm a firm believer the world is big enough for all of us. So, you know, Oprah calls me to be on her podcast after I get the podcast and deal. Then I will recommend Elsie to get the, this teaser. <laughs> I recommend him to the podcast and deal as well. The world's big enough for us all, my point is. So that's one. I think, two, I generally love to help people and see other people soar. I love it. Like, I'm a cheer. You want it. Great. Go for it. Wonderful. That's two. And I believe that when you do that, not intentionally, but it can't help but happen, the world of reciprocity, and I'm probably saying that wrong, but the point is the world, it comes back to you. So as you're planting seeds, you can't get help that fruit back in a variety of ways. Those are my three things why I think it's so important. I think one, again, just seeing other people soar. Two, I believe the world's big enough for all of us. And three, it comes back to you over and over and over again. Let's remember, I've been blessed so much, been blessed so much. How selfish would I be if I tried to shut somebody else's light and I could have given them more light? That don't work for me. Yeah, I love that. And I agree both hands and both feet up. But what I've found is a part of the challenge for people is the maturity and the perspective to understand that there's enough. This limiting mindset Mm -hmm. and this poverty mindset, this uh, mindset of lack. How in the world do you get over that? Because I agree, you know, I've witnessed people in my groups start their own podcast agencies and flourish. Mm-hmm. And when I was younger in my journey, I'd be like, wait a minute, I taught you <laughs> everything you know. And now all of a sudden, but as I grew and matured, it's like, and again, not to uh, beat a dead horse, but one of the concepts we, we talk about is the iterative process of always being firing yourself mm-hmm. and, and preparing everybody around you to replace you, to be replaceable by being irreplaceable. So talk about that. How, what was that journey like for you? Like I'm assuming that it was a, a journey for you as well, because you don't just wake up, right? Because I know you have kids. You don't have to teach mm-hmm. them to, to, to say, give me mine, right. right? So how did you begin to yeah. let the, <laughs> the, the reins off? 
Yeah, I'll answer the end journey first. I got to think about how the journey happened. But the concept of understanding very clearly that whether I help Jane, Bob, Sue, Tamara, Andrews or not, they're going to thrive most likely with or without me. I have a choice. I can be a part of their journey of success and we can metaphorically hold hands and go forward together. Or I can just sit on the side and like this and not help or impede or stew or be jealous. And they're still going to thrive. Which one do I want? So I think when you have that point of view, it helps. Am I not saying seeing one of my peers, Delatoro McNeil, you know, Dr. Will Moreland, Tony Chapman, two, three gentlemen who I roll with every week, seeing them get a contract, not in a bad way, but I think that human element like, okay, Dr. Will, he got paid 30K by Intel to speak at the event. Hopefully they'll pick me next year. So it's not a negative one, but it's a, it's natural, I think, right? That especially if you do the same thing, but yet I'm more the aspect of cheering on. I think, I think it's an attitude thing because to your point, when you have that poverty mindset, it just eats away at you. It just eats away when you're wondering, they got it, they got it, they got it, but no, let me help you. And I think it goes back in fairness. If there's only one speaking gig in the world, and they're paying $10,000, $20,000, $50,000, and my family has to eat. Elsa, you know, you and I, we wouldn't be at war, but you know, that's a different world where you're at the basics level of survival. By, thankfully, by God's grace, nobody in this hemisphere, meaning you and I, we got money to have cool mics and, and power, right? We're not like that. So in that context, since I'm not in survival mode, and even then I hope I would be good. I hope I'd have God work through me. Even then, but let's say, especially today, there's enough for everybody. There's enough for everybody. And you just feel better. You feel better. Let me serve you. Let me put my shoulder down so you can put your foot right here. Right here. Put it here. Put it here. I'm going to push you right up. Because you know, when you get there, knowing the spirit you have and you and others who are listening, right? You're going to have your arms over the wall to pull me up. (laughs) And we're going to keep doing it. We're going to keep doing it. You're going to have yeah. mud for me on your hands and dirt on my shoulder because we climbing yeah. together. That was too long. That's for all that. I couldn't help it. No, I love it. I love it. <laughs> what? So uh, switching gears a little bit. Sure. What? How do you prepare yourself for moments? Right. You mentioned you interviewed Barack Obama. That is one of the people I, I'm not a fan person. I appreciate people's work. I love sure. um, to highlight and give flowers. But I, I was working a interview one time and Dr. Nakia Jordan, and I don't know if this was an original quote from her, but she said they were talking about Beyonce and Jay-Z. And she said, you know, I never elevate the greatness of someone else above my own. And that stuck with me because mm-hmm. that is so me. Like, I, I don't look at a person and say, well, this person is greater than me. I you know, they're a great singer, they're a great entrepreneur, they're great. How do you prepare for, for moments like mm-hmm. that? Yeah. May I tell you a story? I love stories. Okay. <laughs> so here's the story. Oh, give me 10 seconds. I just want to, you know how it is when you're online and you got all these devices when something beeps in there. So good. So here's my story I'm going to tell you. I was, and it'll help with this aspect. And I agree with you, fangirling, fanboying somebody. Yeah. But, but, you know, a little bit, you know, people get their props like, oh my God, Beyonce touched me. Oh, wow. Or whoever. There's the- some people. There's some right. people. And the reason I even mentioned it is because he's one of them, right? Well, I, okay. So if, you got your people. Okay. I, I don't even know if I would be able to speak and I talk for a living. I got so, you. Sorry. 
I interrupted your story. No, no, not at all. I love it. I love it. So I was with Marcus Lemonis, billionaire uh, investor, and he he has a program called The Profit on CNBC. And even him, he's kind of famous. I bet 80% of your audience has never heard his name. Because if you don't watch CNBC, you wouldn't know him. So I know him because he's the prophet and, you know, similar to The Apprentice shows, things like this. Bottom line, how do you prepare? So let me tell you what happened. I was with Marcus Lemonis. I met him at location A of a big event. He was there serendipitously. Didn't know he was going to be within feet of me. He was there. I rushed over. Hey, Marcus, I met you a few months ago or years ago at an event. How are you? That's it. Oh, good to see you again. Done. And I'll get to the point in a minute here. Number two, we were, I was in a private VIP room with him. That's a tip for everybody. Buy the VIP tickets. Upgrade. Don't get the regular tickets. General admission. Upgrade always if you can. I was in a private VIP room with him. He asks, can somebody help me be, help me with the mic? Can somebody be my mic runner? Instantaneously. Yes, Marcus, I'll help you. So I got to be whatever it's worth. Maybe it's just my own ego. The mic runner for billionaire Marcus Lemonis for about an hour. Before he did that, he had me stand in front of the room to get my social media handle, perk number three. And then I got a gift box from him, big black gift box, this right here. What's inside of it is irrelevant. I got a box from Marcus Lemonis. So then as he was leaving to the bigger room, I said, Marcus, do you want me to be my, do you want me to be your mic runner for the whole room with almost 3,000 people? He said, yes. So I got to be at Marcus Lemonis for another 90 minutes. My point I'm trying to get at. I think what I did, only because you asked, I'm nothing, but if it's helpful to others, I just served each time. I didn't make a big deal, and I think I made minimal connection. But you can help me unpack it better, Elsie, but if that's what you're hearing, but I, if it's helpful to how my answer, I didn't think about it much, but it's already within me. Serve, serve, serve. Don't, don't, I have the mic. Power. I'm in a room with 3,000 people. Some people would have messed it up. Oh, hi. My name is Mindy, by the way. And before we begin, you just screwed up. Marcus is now angry at you. You just, and sometimes they do, right? They stand. I didn't stand at all. I kneeled the entire 90 minutes. I would come and bring you the mic. I would kneel. This is his show. It's his light. I kneeled and was in the shadows the entire time. So is that helpful? Just how I prepared, how I would roll for any big, big occasion like that. Probably service, adding value. Famous person, in your case, Barack, not like, can I wipe your brow? That's too much. But hey, Barack, I know that you've been speaking. Let me run and get you some water. Oh, Elsie, please give me some water. Connection. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'll stop there and see what you think if that's helpful. No, I, I love that because humility, genuine, authentic humility goes a long way, right? Like you said, you had the opportunity. There are a lot of things you could have done to, to inject yourself into the moment, but you didn't. You were humble. That's you were it. humble enough to hold the mic. That, how about that as a, as a as a statement, right? Be humble enough. I like how you said I, I could have injected myself into the moment even subtly. Please continue. But I just wanted to add that it's tempting, right? Even just stand a little bit, shadow him around the room, but continue. <laughs> but I didn't. I, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I love that because yeah. to, to be able to be humble places you before kings. Like that's that's the only way I could think to say it, right? And to do it authentically and gently. Uh, and genuinely, those are the things that separate the, the people who achieve what they hope to achieve and the people mm-hmm. who achieve what God wants them to achieve. Right. So I love that. So talk about your conversation with Obama. Like, was it like a formal interview or mm-hmm. was it in passing? Uh, how did that play out? 
Yeah, somehow he got my number. He was calling me and calling me. I kept seeing Barack, White House, President of the United States, on my phone. And I kept declining it, declining because he would text me, Ramon, I need help with China. I need help with Russia. Ramon, I, I need help with nuclear war, Ramon. I need help with economics. That never happened. I'm messing with you. <laughs> <laughs> In my dreams, like, right? The president's calling Ramona Elzies. I need your help, Elzie. XLR or quarter inch plug? Can you help me? My, my White House communication team can't help. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but nah, but um, no. Google had a contest many years ago in early in his presidency to interview the president. It's my understanding. I don't remember where I got the number from, but it's my understanding that about 300,000 people applied to interview the president. Similar philosophy of what I just explained to you. I'd like to think played out in my series of two or three interviews with producers just to get to him, to, to, to be one of four people selected for the interview. And so it was an interview with me and four other American citizens, and we interviewed the president about whatever we wanted. Mine was the only thing I know how to interview somebody on, small business. And I just asked him like tips or something like that, advice for small business. And it was an answer. And I have a recording of him going, hello, Ramon, hello, Ramon. And so <laughs> it was a brief-ish time, but a big feather in my cap that I can say, yes, I've interviewed the president of the United States. So that's how it happened. But the, the bigger thing, even interviewing the president, was the process to get there, having to go through producers. And you don't know what they're looking for. I don't think there's one thing, but I bet they're looking for energy. They're looking for substance, charisma, maybe. Like, who will make a good fit for Google's name tied to the president? We only have four people we can pick. Four. So this person we're picking, he better bring something to that panel. And I think yeah. for me, as I look back, that's what I'm happy about, that I beat out 300,000 other people and Google yeah. pick Ramon to interview with the president. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so, you, so you're basically at this point, you're a celebrity CEO. See, see that transition or Ramon, how, how I did that? Come on. <laughs> oh, but now I just wasn't humble, right? Oh my God, I got to stop doing that. Oh, let me, let me go back to normal. So talk about. Celebrity CEO, personal branding for small business owners is important. I don't have to tell you that, right? Mm. It's kind of what you do. Why that and what cool things are you doing in, by helping business owners become celebrity CEOs? Sure. Many business owners want trust, Elsie. They want trust. I'm a firm believer that before they can get trust, they should be seeking. Many business owners want sales, I'm a firm believer before they get sales, they should be seeking trust. Before they get trust, they have to have attention. That's what we teach. That if you get attention of the right people, if you start to build trust with them over time, you will make a sale. And all that people can get at CelebrityCEO.com. They can download the Celebrity CEO Blueprint at CelebrityCEO.com. So that's the principle is that the more and more you can get attention to the right market, the more and more you can add value, add value, add value, have trust, have trust, have trust. The sales index closes. The sales index closes to boom. Somebody buys. Not every day, not all the time, but it's comparing you to the 50 other accountants, you, the 50 other plumbers, you, the 50 other lawyers, you, the 50 other podcast teachers. You'll win. Yeah. That's just it. So let's dig the level deeper there. Talk about, because I, one of the things that, that I see as a common struggle is, and you mentioned it in your response, is we're, we're in the game of attention. And I say it all the time. It's like, it doesn't matter what you do. If you're a business owner, you are a speaker. If you are a, a consultant, a an author, you are in the business of attention, of, of earning, retaining, monetizing, cultivating attention, period. <laughs> that is the business we're in. So talk about that mindset shift a little bit and then talk about how to focus. So yeah, attention. We know what game we're in and how do we focus on to get the right attention? 
That's a great question, and it's not easy. But I think one way to focus on the on the way to get attention is to always remember who am I speaking to, who am I trying to serve. That's the best thing you can do. If you're a fitness trainer for the elderly who have had falls, very narrow, but I want to make an example so you all know it's not just digital cool people like me and LZ, chat GPT and some cool fancy stuff. It works for everybody. Any example you want. A fitness owner for the elderly that have fallen before. Every day when you wake up, everything you do should be within that realm. Not saying you got to speak it so narrowly, but hey, good morning. How are you? I know you're getting out of bed today. Maybe a bit hard to get those limbs stretched, but come on. You can stretch it with Jenny. Stretch. Ooh, that's a nice domain. Stretch with Jenny.com, but you can stretch it with Jenny. Stretch it with Jenny. I hope you're well. Now be careful. You may have that pain there from maybe if you had an injury in your shoulder, that's okay. You can do it. Listen, we're going to have our coaching class tomorrow. I can take this all day and do this. You're an accountant speaking for just those who started. Hey, my name is Roberto. You've just started your business. I know you think accounting can be expensive, a lot of paperwork and busy. Don't worry. It's not. I'm Roberto. I got you. Just look at the link below. Click the landing. I'm having fun here, but you get what I'm trying to say. Everything I do is speaking right to the person that I'm serving, right to the person. And I don't do that perfectly. You know, I go a little broad sometimes. My game may be a bit different, but as an example, I think that's the best way because we earn for attention. So you look at the Hermoses and, and others of the world that many of us have followed and, and we learn from them, right? It's that quick. Hey, are you tired of being overweight and fat? Tired of not, you know, I'm saying in a respectful way, but you're tired of being overweight and fat, tired of having problems with your knees, blah, 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 blah. Let me help you. I have five ways you can wake up in the morning and be healed in two minutes and never have a problem in your life and win a pot of gold. That was too far, but you get my point. Sometimes I get distracted too, Elsie. So forgive me. I go, I like, I go off I like the reservation. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for playing along. <laughs> well, so t- tell me, is it a program where you're coaching yeah. um, in a group or one on one? Sure. Yeah. So the Celebrity CEO Coaching Program is comprised of group coaching at this time. We have our group coaching once a month, calls with Ramon and a ton of material. I had a course that I gave at Seth Godin. We give that in there. We have memberships. We have courses. We have programs. But it's group coaching, walking you through the systematic approach to getting attention, building trust, and making sales. And then from there, we have other levels and done for you as well. So yeah, it's group coaching program. And people have told me they've been transformed because part of it is the aspect of Building your personal brand. So we talk about that. Yes, from email marketing to podcasting to books and more. We talk about that. But I find also, as you may appreciate, part of it's mindset. So it's not just teaching, you know, how to use funnels better, how to use lead pages, but it's also getting people unstuck. Why are your rates so low? Why is it time for you to raise your rates? So me as a business owner that started five businesses, sold three businesses, been in business for over 20 years, I can bring that wealth of experience to our celebrity CEO clients. Yeah, I, I think there's a common theme, right? Where we, we talked a little bit about uh, mindset. We've talked about mm-hmm. being stuck. We've talked about focus. I, I think the reason a lot of entrepreneurs have trouble focusing is because mm-hmm. of fear. They don't think that if they focus narrowly, that it'll be effective and they'll be able to charge what they're worth. I think that they're afraid that if they don't focus, if they don't focus broadly, then mm. they won't make the sales that they need to make. So what's your advice like to somebody? Cause I know I, I go through it. Even uh, after this call, one of the things on my action list today is to focus, <laughs> is to look at our strategy, right? And going into Q4 this year and beyond, it's like, where should I focus? Right. As the CEO of this company, where are we going? What's our focus? Right. Because if I'm everywhere, my team's going to be everywhere. They're just following me everywhere. (laughs) So how do you focus? 
It's not an easy answer. And I think for those of us, if you're like me, Elsie, and I'm like you probably, for me, one of my biggest challenges is focus. That's not my superpower. That is not my strength. As you said, I've started five companies, sold three companies. And they're all five companies have been under a million dollars in gross revenue. So they're smaller businesses, but that's me. And I must say, I've been satisfied. I'm resigned myself. This is how Ramon is. So a few things. One, I have a great team that helps me keep focused. I have, a, I have a head of operations. Her name is Jamie. She is laser-like. She's a ninja. She helped me focus. Number two, I am satisfied that I'm not taking one of our programs and driving it to 3 million in sales. Nope. I'll have to take 10 of our programs and make 200,000 each. That's just how it'll have to be. <laughs> And that's me. And I'm, and I'm happy living that life. You hear the movies. Listen, that's how you build a billion dollar brand. I took one hamburger and I flipped it over and over and over and over again. Well, let me give you news. I'm taking the one hamburger, the licorice, the car, the clothing line, and I'm taking the bottle of water and we're all going to do it 20%. That's me. So, but focus is important, but I think also understand who God made you. You may not be the laser focused ninja doing one thing. You may have three or four things you're doing and ask yourself, are you happy? Are they making money? Is your family okay? Are you taking the priority? Are you spending time able to have a few nice things if that's for you? And if that's happening, maybe you're not so bad. If those yeah. things are all checked, family's happy, you're having some nice things, you're paying yourself, they're making money and all everything you do may not make money, but you know, if you're okay, Maybe you're right. Yeah, I I feel like there there's a there's an opportunity for a panel discussion on the two two schools of thoughts because so I, I agree I think part of it is knowing who you are and understanding the potential outcomes of each direction, right? Mm-hmm. There's one school of thought that says no, you need to focus on the one offer, one traffic mm-hmm. source, one target market for one year until you get to a million dollars, right? right. And then you focus on the next thing and then you focus on the next thing. But I, what I hear you saying is I recognize that, that that's the thing. However, I know that I would rather focus on four things for four months and get to 400,000. And, to, you know, so I think it's important to know that, right? Because some right. people are struggling because they can't get to eight, nine, 10 on mm-hmm. the one thing before they see sales. And, and really what I hear you saying is, you may not be able to, and that may be okay. You just have to understand right. which direction right. you want to go. That's right. And let me repeat how I'm doing it. I'll, I'll just open up my business to you. There's three lines, unless there's 50 sometimes, but there's three main lines who Ramon does. Ramon is a professional speaker. I have clients. I have bookings to 2024. I am hired. I get a check, just so those who don't understand the business. I am hired to go on stage and entertain or host events. That's one line of business. Companies hire me to do that. That is a business. Number two, I have built and sold several websites. That's a business. I've done the work. Smarthustle.com, I bought the domain and I sold it. Smallbiztechnology.com, I bought the domain and I sold it after a number of years of building out content. Today, I own a zone of genius.com. We get money from sponsored posts. Not yet. It's very new, but we'll get there. And most likely, I'll sell that company. So that's my second line of business. So I'm talking about two rare, right? Motivational speaking in a publication. And then there's celebrity CEO. A number of people have come to me. Ramon, how are you able to get on podcasts? How have you been on TV? How have you authored these books? How are you being such a self-promotion master? Now I'm teaching that through celebrity CEO and it's making money. 
So those are the three things I'm doing. One is a startup zone of genius, not making money, but you get the point I'm making. It's a long-term vision. I know in one to three years, zone of genius, that domain, it's going to be hot and somebody's going to want it. No question about it. Yeah. No, I love that because you're, you're dialed in. You know who you are and where you're going. Sure. That's cool. One thing that I don't want to forget to talk about and w- which is, I told you before we hit record, selfishly, I was like, man, I really want to talk to Ramon about his framework and, and strategy around how he's building his media brands. Hmm, um, sure. I call it owned media because I believe in the next three to five years, especially small business owners, we are going to need to understand owned media, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I won't say the platform, but platforms are, they're in a bit of a conundrum, in my opinion, in terms of how do they continue to be profitable, but provide the enough potential to users, and we're talking business owners, right, to give them content, uh, to give them their product for free and not move um, elsewhere, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm just being honest, contentious relationship with that because it's like, okay, wait a minute. I'm giving you free content and you're controlling who sees my stuff. And I like that. Owned media is a, is a different game, right? It's you own the audience that you build. So talk a little bit about the sites that you've built, your thoughts on owned media. Sure. And so I'm new. Not, I'm not new about this, but this one, I'll tell you right now, some of these things are being built, but I'll give you an example. And then I'll use you, LZ, as an example. I don't, you know, you and I are just getting to know each other a bit, but I'll just play with me here. But for myself, so I'm a publisher of zoneofgenius.com. That site could grow and be ish. Imagine uh, a smart, smart brief, morning brew, BuzzFeed, Business Insider. Take your pick of these niche publications. That's where I'm going with Zone of Genius. So if, or when we get there, I'll be a pretty big fish in a small pond or whatever the saying goes, right? Because zone of genius. And I'm already seeing that. People are emailing me, Ramon, can you interview us? Can you interview us? Can I CEO come online? That's the playbook. So I'm being known in the small business space. So that's one. And then other things I'm doing, my podcast and show with uh, Black Enterprise, Rundown with Ramon. I can say I'm the host of the Rundown with Ramon on Black Enterprise. Pretty marquee name and things like that I do. So I own media. Now, how I monetize it, that's a whole, not a different conversation, but meaning longer conversation. You know, there's many ways to do that. Selling my own stuff, selling consulting services, products that I have to figure out perfectly. And so going back to LZ, if I'm tracking what you may have asked, just explaining, you know, podcasting, let's say nobody's business. You have the team. You can do it in your sleep. Play with me here pretending. That means LZ and team, he can say, guys, we have the tools. We know podcasting. We can do it in our sleep. Let's do one on making it up. We're going to do the ultimate health podcast, whether it has your name or not, ultimate health podcast, sell our own stuff. Health is a big issue, right? We're going to do, maybe you like sports, the sports podcast, and we're going to grow it to millions of views, assuming that's your expertise and you can do it. Now you have three or four media channels of your own, totally disassociated if you wished, and you can do some pretty stuff with that. Is that helpful entering it two different ways? But mine is all small business focused. But for those of us looking at you in particular, who, who can do stuff, Podcast in your sleep, done. That means you have the potential, it's for you to lose, to build eyeballs into whatever space you want, then monetize that. Makes total sense. Talk a little bit about, I love the way you put it, dating your leads. Mm -hmm. We talked about marriage, both of us, we've been married for Mm -hmm. a um, little bit. We are on, this is 2023, this is our 21st year. And so so hopefully I've learned a little bit about that that process, but what dating your leads, what is that all about? Yeah. 
It's the simple aspect of rewording of the celebrity CEO framework. And it's about before you can earn a customer's money or dollar or they will buy from you, you must earn the right to nurture that relationship. Similar as many may have done, a little bit of dating, whatever that means to you, courtship dating. And then you put a ring on it as it were. It's that relationship. Before I can say, Elsie, in our relationship, can we have lunch? Maybe at first, or before, before I say, can we be in business together? Maybe we should have a free, a few lunches. That's that concept. Date your leads, marry your customers. If you're looking back and you realize I haven't dated this customer enough, that's probably why they're not buying from you. But if you've dated them a while, nurtured them, built the relationship, built the trust, you will get a customer from it for sure. Now I went process this through my frontal lobe, Ramon. Come on, should I ask him this question? Should I go there? And my frontal lobe was defeated. Um, (laughs) How how did you and the wife meet? Sure, I don't mind. Yeah, let's say anything. Yeah, we met. My wife, her name was Ronnie. We were in the same community. Happened to be in the same church, uh, in the same community, and so we knew each other from then. And then we kind of broke paths a bit. And uh, she was working at a fitness place. And uh, here's how it is with men and women, Elsie. We were telling some couples this just last night. Somebody was saying, Ramon likes you. She's like, no, he don't like me. We're just friends. Poor girl. Poor girl. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, no, Ramon likes you. Why do you think the poor boy keeps coming here like a puppy every single day? Why do you think other guys are around? He's looking at them like a pit bull. So we met in our church, you know, we knew each other then and the relationship grew as friends. We were friends, but you know, I'm a guy, she's a girl. Most guys just think a little different than the girls do. And then the relationship grew, holding hands, taking walks on the block, just getting to know each other. Next thing you know, we're married. That's how we met. And to fully answer the question, and now we've married almost 30 years. We were friends and talk about everything. And we, and I loved her. I still love her. And we got married. That's what happened. Cool. I've known my wife since eight, where I've actually known of her since I don't know. I don't even know. It's, it's been that mm-hmm. long, but we were in eighth grade and there was this, my best friend at the time, Brian Jones, I'll, I'll say his name. There was this girl that, that he didn't like. I was just totally making up uh, mm-hmm. just because I was just being obnoxious and, you know, as we around. do, of course. And I was like, Hey, Brian, I'm going to, I'm going to tell this girl that you like her. And he's like, don't do that. Don't do that. And so I did it. Right. Cause he told me not to. And I said, okay, I see how, how it's going to be. <laughs> I'm going to tell Victoria, who's my wife now, that you like her. And I was like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Maybe do it. Uh, so he does. And, and so long story short, I, I wrote her a letter, a little note. I said, will you go with me? Yes or no? And she circled yes. And that's sort of how it happened. Literally based on me lying on my friend just to be obnoxious, ended up with the whole thing. So, yeah. I love that, man. I love it. I love it. I love it. That's beautiful. It's funny every time I think about it, but I guess that one lie kind of worked out. So, Well, going further than that, and we'll see, I don't know if this will be in the podcast or not. By the way, if you're listening to this video or listen to this audio and you don't hear what I'm about to say, that means LZ cut it out. I'm going to go for it. I own the domain, Refresh Your Marriage. Maybe there's some, I'm not doing nothing with it. I mean, I was doing something, but we'll save that for another day. But chew on that. Maybe there's something that LZ, Ramon, and couples should do. I don't know. I leave it at that. I believe with every fiber of my being, that mm-hmm. institution is important and should be protected. As entrepreneurs, business owners, you need to know 
how to be married, how to prepare mm-hmm. to be married and how to be prepared to be a business person and married, right? Because it's a thing. It, it is. It doesn't just happen. It takes work and it takes a lot of intentionality. So yeah, I'm open to possibilities and where things might go that way. I love it. So man, I literally, Ramon, I could talk to you forever, but what I really want to end with is just your your advice for entrepreneurs that's listening to this that are of faith and they really really are moving and operating in and on purpose. How do we do that better? Yeah, it's not easy, especially if I'm talking to people of faith. This world is competing against that. I do believe we're in a war, a spiritual war. So my advice is be the best business owner you can be with no shame, no blemish. I mean, zero blemish. You have no room for error, no room for error, none, zero margin. So you are the best business person in the world who happens to be a person of faith, happens to be, as it were. You know, you feel that in my voice, right? And then three, uh, whatever that means for you, whatever your devotions or your connection to God may be, mine may be different than yours in particular, but if we're talking to people who are in the same wavelength, be filled in that every day feel that every day. And that'd be my, my best advice. I love it. I love it. Maybe one day we can have you back or I can meet with you. I'm not sure exactly where you are in the world, but I like to talk about your events and how mm, you're sure. holy events. Cause I think that's a whole another aspect sure. of things, but I've enjoyed our conversation. Me too. If people want to reach out to you to learn more about what you have going on, especially celebrity CEO, how can they get in touch? Yeah, celebrityceo.com. If you want tips on building your personal brand, you can download our free blueprint, blueprint, celebrityceo.com. Check me out. If you didn't get enough of seeing my smile here with Mr. LZ's smile, you can go to RamonaRay.com. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, brother. If you got value from today's show, we want you to join the Enterprises Elite email list for more nuggets and resources. And remember, no excuses, just execution. Go get it.